I did. Tell it again. I don't. I don't. During the war, it was still no. Before the war, it was only Tito Roger and me. And oh, Bert was there, the third one. And then the war came. When the war came. When the war came, I my father joined the guerrilla, and he was with his brothers. They were all always hiding from the Japanese because they were fighting against them. So my father assigned the elder crew of the elder crew of the boat business that he had before the war to take care of us um, keep us away from the Japanese whenever there's Japanese he, we run we, we uh, when they say that there's Japanese coming Japanese coming all we have to do is put a blanket on the floor put all our clothes and wrap it and tie it and then i put it i was only four year old at the time i put it on my head my brother is so funny because only he brought us an empty bottle <laughs> so anyway we keep hiding and hiding running, running and sometimes we, we cross rivers and jump foxholes and um, then every now and then my father visits us and check on us and then go back again in hiding there was a time that my grandfather was arrested by the japanese he cannot uh, find their sons who are guerrillas but then he was released so anyway that's how the war was very hard we i don't know how many small barriers that we, we, we didn't hide away from the japanese and then um the war was over in 1945 when we were it happened that time we were in the small town of Jimenez in Mindanao and I started first grade when I was eight with my brother we were in first grade and then uh, he was younger than I I was so he was moved to kindergarten the class almost inside the church so anyway my mother was teaching in that in that school it is a catholic school run by irish priest i remember the name of the priest was father henry he had a jeep and we we never seen a jeep so every now and then when we have our recess 
we go to the rectory and sit on the jeep <laughs> how it feels to sit on a jeep <laughs> so anyway i was there for from first grade to third grade with my friends Elsie Jimenez and Eleanor Lusa. We were friends until third grade in the middle of the year I was promoted to fourth grade. And then when I was in fourth grade I it was a big mistake because I did not know that fourth grade has geography and music and I don't know what it was. So that's when I was bullied by this clique led by uh, this town doctor's daughter. Her name was Lourdes Bumigiano. She had a clique. She's, she's kind of, yeah, the girls look after her because she's a doctor's wife, uh, his daughter. So anyway, they bullied me and then finally we had a fight. Um, beside the sawmill and then luckily I won so that's it and at the end my fourth grade how did you win we wrestle and I you mean like wrestle like yeah we wrestle <laughs> you know and then I put her down I put her down and then she stopped because she was hurting <laughs> So since then, we were, they made friends with me, but then I had to, after, at the end of that school year, we had to move to Cebu with my father. That's when I went to school in a Protestant school from fifth grade to sixth grade. In my country at that time, the elementary was only up to sixth grade. We had no seventh or eighth grade, so I was late to be enrolled in public school. So I studied in a Protestant school, fifth and sixth grade. There I had good friends again, Elizabeth. No, who was that? Tilinda Serato and Elizabeth Ridelosa. We were friends until sixth grade. And, and then I, what happened? You're not friends anymore? No, we were we were friends, but then when I was in that school I was kind of popular because this didn't make a singing star of the school because <laughs> there's always a foreign visitors come and every time the visitor comes we have a program. And so they let me sing. Mm -hmm. So anyway, on my first year high school, I moved to public school. So there I had again two friends. It was Julita uh, uh, Abayata and El Deponsa Almagro. But then on my second year, I had to move to private high school because my father asked me to 
moved there because I was free Christian because he's a member of the choir so I was there second year and my second year I um, I uh, had another friends Luisita Gonzaga and Pacencia Inerio but then on the third year I was moved to another section with, with section uh, yeah in the another section and on my third year I have again another new friends that was Celia Cabahog and Victoria Arandia we were friends until first year college so when I was on my second year college I took liberal arts that's when I left for Manila to study I was really very lucky because at the time my grandfather died in Davao and my father's elder sister who is uh, a spinster who worked in Manila for a long long time she went home to attend the funeral and on the way back she passed by our place in Cebu that was the funeral was in Davao and then passed by our place in Cebu and then she saw me yeah, for the first time and I don't know why she liked me she, she, she offered to let me uh, to help me put to, to college in Manila which is good because I would I cannot afford to I wanted to take up dentistry and and my father cannot afford to go to another school to take up dentistry so anyway I was in Manila I was in a big university and UST because there when I shared my record I was fourth year scam because my chemistry subjects when I was in liberal arts were good so I overloaded to graduate in one year but then it was so tough I was hard I was adjusting and so I was studying hard and my my aunt saw that I was really working hard and she, she pitied me so she said why don't you just take up nursing it's easier so that's when I switched to nursing I was in nursing I um, I cannot apply to the school of nursing because they were expensive but there was one government school which is free but it is only for scholars but anyway I tried to apply and they, they told me that they only accept two students from its province the whole Philippines so I represented Cebu they said that there are already two I represented Bohol and there are already two and they told me that if in case one will back out they'll call me and I prayed and prayed and then luckily they called me so I had to take the entrance exam and everything and I did it well so I was in and my, my, my 
my aunt was really ecstatic because imagine that I was accepted in a um, in a government school of scholars. So I was in. I didn't. We did not have to pay anything except for our linens and and um, uniforms. So that was tough, though, because you know there there is a seniority. The senior will look down on the scrutinize the pressman, and they really they really don't you know they are really very. Their seniority, you can you can feel that the, they look down on the freshmen, you know, especially when they are seniors. So anyway, when I was in the freshman, you know, it was hard because we at six o'clock in the morning, the bell rings, and then we have to tidy our beds. Everything should be tidy, and then dress up, and then we go down the stairwell on the third floor. There are in every room. It's like a ward. There are ten of us in the ward, in the in the in the room. Uh, we have our own beds, and then when we go down the stairs, the matron. Is waiting on the bottom of the stairs. One by one, we have to stand up before her. And first, we have to show our nails if they are long. Then we have to look at our hair if it is long. We have to wear hairnet, and then we have to uh, to turn around see if we were wearing bra because that was not allowed. And then. You, we have this pocket of small pocket that has a red and blue pencil and a, and a pen and then and a scissor that should be complete every time in our pocket every time we report to the ward and then see if uh, everything is good then only then she will the matron will let us go to the mess hall and then we fall in line in the mess hall for breakfast and then after breakfast we go to our ward assigned ward and when we get in there we are assigned about 10 to 15 patients each and then in the ward the supply is is lacking, you know. There is one pack of syringes, and we have to we have to run who will get all the syringes first because if you're late, then you have to boil the syringes before you can use it to the patient. But then we have to finish our routine take the patient's temperature, wash the patients, give medications, and everything. Because by 9 o'clock, we have to have, or you have to go to class at 9. Oh, by the way, when we arrive in the, in the ward, 
we have to report to the supervisor for report of our patients before we can start. So that's how it goes. We go to the class, and then after class, we go back to the floor, uh, to the ward, to finish our work until lunch again, and then we go to we go to the mess hall again, fall in line. And it was so funny because we had uh, two Muslim classmates, and they do not have, they do not eat pork. So when there is pork chop, I always go to them and can I have your pork chop? <laughs> it was so funny. So anyway, sometimes we be friend with the people who are giving food so that they give us more food sneaky ma yeah so anyway that's how it goes by uh, <clears throat> three o'clock we're off in the from the ward and then we're so tired going going to uh go coming home to the nurse's home oh we have a lot of I was so tired that we just keep on, you know, it was, it was really tiresome because of our duty. So anyway, we rest for a while and then by five o'clock we go to the mess hall again to fall in line for dinner. And then after dinner we go back to the nurse's home and at six o'clock there's a roll call. After the roll call, we take a shower and then study. And by nine o'clock, we have to be in bed. Our mosquito nets are already inside. Sometimes you study inside the mosquito net. But if you want to study more, there's table in the hallway where you can study. And sometimes in the summer, there is no water. So what we do, we we put water in the, oh, oh, oh. let me see, so we put water in the dextrose bottle, you know, that's what we use to wash our face in the morning <laughs> before we go to the, the, the ward. So sometimes the, the water comes in six o'clock in the evening so we have to hurry up because it only runs for few hours so we have to we have to shower together <laughs> and it also i was so embarrassed <laughs> but there was we had this classmate she was a little bit elder and she's more experienced she didn't mind i was so embarrassed i was the one embarrassed <laughs> so anyway that's how it was life is and then in the evening, you know, I had a classmate. She was very nice to me. Her name is is uh, Marina Daliva. She is from Iloilo, Capiz. Every now and then, her parents send her uh, roast chicken, you know. So when the packets come at night, she will call me. Say, John, John, come to the roof garden at the seven o'clock, and then. We go there and we eat. <laughs> we do not tell anybody. <laughs> also, in the 
in the evening when we are hungry, we can order from the canteen, you know, pancit canton, you know, something like that. Just a small uh, amount only. And then, and then it happened that in the wards, you know, one of the interns, I was freshman, one of the interns, he was the, he was a good looking, he was, his, his girlfriend was the senior. She was very pretty. She was their lakambini. Lakambini means their muse, you know. Mm. And then one day, she, he sent me chocolate. And then it was known by everybody because the chocolate is, is, is handed to the matron. And then they call my name. And then, you know, so the, everybody knew. And the senior was mad. Senior. So were mad at me and they were, they were mad at the freshman and me you know they, they are, I don't know I, I just, it was not my fault I did not know that <laughs> so anyway anyway I heard that that intern died hmm? after his uh, medical I know so anyway the that uh, Lakambini, we call her Lakambini. She was, she, she's also a good singer. I can, I, I can always remember that there was a program. Three of them sang in the program. They were good singers. I can, I cannot forget the, the, the song that the, the, the dead. Um, Duly hang down your head and cry. <laughs> you know there are different voices. You know, uh -huh. so I cannot, I cannot forget that. And then, the we were freshmen, so the the sophomore and senior were mad at us. You know, one day there was trouble. I, the, 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 the read our, the third floor, the third floor was the freshman, you know, they re raided the third floor, and then they toppled all our bedside tables, our beds, and all that, we were so scared, you know, we were so scared, and I was only in my, you know, um, you know, my hour, we were not, we do not wear bra at the time, it's just an, uh, chimis, she called it, you know, mm. and this chimis, uh, our chimis is like so thick, thick linen that you have to starch it, and it will even st stand. <laughs> even our uniform can stand because it's so hot, it's so stiff. Our apron and, and uh, for our uniform, it can stand on the floor. You know that's how hard it is to stiff. We are all stiff, you know, like the army. So anyway. They toppled down all our bedside tables, our beds, mattress, you know. So I think most of them were punished. Some of them were not, were not, were suspended, you know. They were suspended because they raided us. So, so when our time comes, we were the seniors now. We were very good because we learned the lesson, you know. We will be punished. What we did. In our senior year, we had a barn fire, bonfire, bonfire. We had a bonfire in the, in the, I know, 
that's that was good we had we had a program the smallest one and the biggest one were bride and groom the small one was the groom <laughs> we were playing uh, wedding <laughs> wedding ceremony <laughs> it was so funny but you know what uh, my close friend at the time she was not my roommate marina daliva she was i don't know what she she liked me we were close we were not roommates though and then she when when she was in chicago she married a doctor she had uh, three kids one day she went to the philippines to attend the wedding of her sister and you know what she even called me before she left for Baguio. She said, we're going to Baguio before we go back to the U.S. You know what? The plane crashed. Yeah. All, all the family was gone, except for the husband who did not come. He was left behind. So that was really sad. All the family, even her sisters, and because they were at the wedding. So anyway, yeah, I cannot, I cannot forget her. She, she was so nice to me. But then later on, we were not as close anymore because she was she befriended with this other classmate. That they are both dating interns, mm. so they both go together. So I was I was not dating at all. When I when somebody invites me. That's why I have a lot of friends because when somebody invites me, you cannot go alone. You have to have a lot of company. Plus, the graduate nurse as a, as a chaperone. So this guy who's inviting is really very pitiful, you know? You know why? Because he cannot even talk to me because we are all talking and he's just paying. <laughs> paying. So anyway. Yeah, we were, I know, so many, I don't know, maybe when I was, I was uh, being, growing up as a tomboy when I was in nursing school, maybe I was, maybe because I was fair, I was attractive, wherever I go, I got a lot of suitors, but I don't, my, my, my aunt was really very strict, raised by Spanish, her uncle was Spanish. So that's how it it goes, and then I will I I will say to myself when I graduate, I want I want to to date, <laughs> but it did not. I don't because my 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 nobody can take me out except my aunt. You know, so strict. And then every Saturday Sunday we have we have visiting hours Saturday and Sunday from. Uh, 12 to 1 and then it's in the that social hall where we, we went mm -hmm. that's our social hall before there are tables there when the visitors come we have to sit opposite the table so that we cannot hold hands <laughs> and the metron is going around and around <laughs> that's how strict it was <laughs> so anyway I always have a lot of visitors and if you are, if you, if if you, 
do something like your room is not you put some a panty in your bed you will be punished you as is the receptora receptora is the one you cannot go out you have to stay because if you do that basket yeah that basket you know that is rope up to the third floor they put it down up you know and then Every time there is a visitor, they write their name and put it there. And then, and then when the the receptora, there's a receptora in the second floor and third floor. So they pull that and they know the name. So every time you have a visitor, they will announce a gagon. You got a visitor, so they they get the basket there and say, "Who is this?" And, you know. So anyway. I got a lot of visitors. I got a lot of suitors there, but I didn't like anybody. But I had a crush with a, with a resident. <laughs> he was so good looking. Oh yeah? yeah? What was his name? His name was Bartolome. And he was, I think he was rich because he has a car. Mm. At that time, so anyway, it was just a crush, I cannot. Because he was a resident. So anyway, our supervisors are very, very strict. Oh, so strict. Just one move, you know. And, and uh, you, not like when I arrive here, you can call first names. Mm. There you cannot. You have to use a family name. So it was like a army, you know. Hmm. Very, very strict. And um, as I said, we cannot go out. We cannot go out without any chaperone. But 6 o'clock, the gate is closed. Nobody can go out anymore. Yeah, so before 6 o'clock, there are balot in the, in the outside. I buy one balot already. So I can eat it. I have to study when there is exam. That's what I eat until you know, while I'm studying. So that's that's how hard it was, you know. But it was fun. We had fun. We we made it, you know. Imagine that. The the, the equipments of the hospital was, you know, it's not enough for the patients. Some patients are on the floor. When we take temperatures, we have to step over them on the floor. And uh, maternity ward, oh my God, sometimes you just come, that, some, some babies go down into the pail. <laughs> That's how, I don't know, but there was no casualty, you know. It was, it was hard, but fun. Yeah, that's how it, it goes until we, we graduated. So that's why we're very close because we have the same food, we have the same schedule, we have the same everything. You know, so that's why we are very close. Imagine that we started 120 and only 60 graduated because just a little bit you will be, you know, you will be expelled, you know. And at that time, Sometimes I, I was so 
I was uh, exempted. Oh, my aunt was really happy, happy, happy. She'll, she'll bring me to the seamstress and then and, and have me have a, a new dress with, I remember the, the seamstress that she goes to, it's really very nice. It has embroidered all around, you know, made to order. So it's really, and then I, I told her that I like yellow. Everything that's yellow, she'll buy. <laughs> and then she will say, oh, you also ride in a yellow taxi. So I know. That's why my 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 uh, cousins are jealous of me because I was the only one that she really I don't know. I don't know. Yes, I was the only one that uh, she liked. You know, she she took care. That's why everything that I have now. I think I owe uh, until now I owe it to my aunt. You know. What was your full name? Solidad, that one, that, that fat Agagon, one. Agagon, right? Agagon. She, she, didn't, she never got married. Yeah. And because she likes good-looking men, and she cannot find it. Every, every July 4th, the PMA, the Philippine Military Academy, they are high, very high class, you know. They go to Manila to go parade. She will never... <laughs> miss that because he wants to look if there is somebody who is good looking. So anyway, she, she, she's very, very strict because she's raised by the, her uncle who was Spanish in Cagayan. So very, very strict. And so when I got married to daddy, he did not like daddy. Daddy was a little bit older, and then he thinks that you know he wants me to come here in the U.S. because at that time it was so easy to come here in the U.S. You know, my my classmates, if anybody who we are in groups, that's why my friends here, my mm. classmates here, they are all together because all you have to do is you go in groups, go to the travel agent, and then fly now, pay later. Mm. And they, they, they assign you where the hospital is, and you just fly. And I, I tried to do that, you know, but your dad did not want me to leave. She wants to marry me, so. Mm. That's, how, that's why my aunt was more angry with me. She did not talk to me for a year. Until when I had you, until I had you, then only then she visited me. I was, uh, that's how, you know. And daddy, when he was young, he was, he was. Hang on, hang on. <laughs>